Hello everyone, my name is Illumide. And my name is Christy. And welcome to the Big Empty Purse podcast. Also, speaking of me realizing my age, is almost everybody I know from college is married. I'm married and that's still, I'm not over that for myself. (laughs) (laughs) This episode can, like you said earlier, it can go one of two ways. It can be hilarious or it could be dark. We're about to find out. So, Christy, what have you been up to since the last episode? Well, the only content I've been consuming is the Olympics. I've been obsessed. <laughs> it's one of those things where I get extremely drawn into things that I usually care exactly zero about. But even like I'm watching the Olympics, I'm also watching like Olympic TikTok. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ilona Mar, I think, is the biggest one. She's like a women's rugby player. Like the amount of caring for women's rugby has like times a million. Well, I mean, it was at zero before. I literally could not have cared less about women's rugby. And now all of a sudden I'm like watching the women's rugby match. Like, that's Ilona Mar. She's on TikTok. My favorite thing with Ilona Mar on TikTok, other than Ilona Mar herself, who is hilarious, is all the people who assumed that because she's a women's rugby player that she's gay. (laughs) And everyone is like, Ilona Ilona Mar is my favorite LGBT athlete in the Olympics. (laughs) She had to make a TikTok. She was like, I hate to break it to you all, but I'm straight. You know what, though? Thank God I didn't say anything. I would have been guilty. I would have been guilty of that assumption. Because honestly, that's the representation that I want to see so badly. I was so surprised. I was like, I never stand straight people, but like, she's great. But yeah, I mean, according to her TikToks, she seems to be like the only straight person on the Olympic women's rugby team. Oh yeah, that tracks, that tracks. Stereotypes exist for a reason sometimes. Well, shout out to her though. Good for you, Ilona Mar. Except, well, (laughs) they lost, so that was really sad. (laughs) The women's rugby team. (laughs) Oh, does she play for the US? Yeah, they came in sixth, I believe. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, bummer. Next year. Oh, sorry. But I watched it. I watched like all the women's, not all the women's, not that much, but I watched all of the like (laughs) medal and placement matches. I don't know. I still don't know the rules of rugby. I I was watching it. I was like, I don't know what they're doing, but that's Alona. (laughs) I see her number two. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But also I'm enjoying the Olympics because it's like the world's biggest thirst trap. Oh. (laughs) Have you seen? Yes. yes. Have you seen the men's running shorts? The men's running shorts leave nothing to the imagination. I haven't been watching the Olympics, but I don't know. <laughs> However, I in my past life have been a cross country and track athlete, and when I tell you, I understand exactly what you mean by those shorts leave absolutely nothing to the imagination. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Not a single Zero. thing. HDTV, like I could, I could like trace. I could like do a 3D <laughs> rendering of everyone's junk. Like, <laughs> it's oh God. it's too much. You know what though? Not only does it it leaves nothing to the imagination on both sides, in the front mm-hmm. and in the back. It's true. You it, first of all, I don't even know if they insist on a uniform for these things. 
Like, could somebody show up there and like, I don't know, run in jeans? Would they be like, absolutely. I, I don't know why one would, but I just don't know if they have like a rules on the type of material you can wear. They do. They do. Uh, I think each, it's by country. So each country oh, has like an approved uniform. <sighs> that is wild to me. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like they're similar across countries, but they're they're some of them are slightly different and some of the athletes are slightly different, but overall it's very similar material and very similar design. Cuz one person could literally just say, you know, I would like to run this race naked, which <laughs> wouldn't be much different than the material that they already have on. But, you know, <laughs> is anybody going to be like, uh, that's not part of the approved uniform, so. Yeah. Although I have been cracking yeah. up at the track and field athletes it's maybe maybe you've experienced this being in like track and field before but it's like the the distance runners are like just like completely sleek so serious like any competitive advantage they can get and the sprinters are wearing like giant chains like big dangly earrings like all of these yes all kinds of shit one girl yes. had like butterflies all over her hair it's like this yes. is great I don't get it. Even when I was in track and field, I didn't understand it. There'd be these girls who would be stupid fast. Yeah. They had no reason to be that fast. <laughs> Shout out to, I went to high school with this girl named Tiffany. Tiffany could do the 800 in something like two minutes and eight seconds, two minutes. Oof. That girl was fast. That girl was fast. And for mm. the women in that, she held the record and she was a sophomore. Mm. This girl was stupid fast, stupid fast. She would literally wear door knockers in her ears <laughs> to attract me. And she'd still wash everybody. Yeah. She would wash everybody. Her hair would be down to her knees. Yeah. She'd have really long hair. And she had, that, this girl had incredible style. Incredible style. You know those glasses that look like big rectangles on your face? Like one on either eye? Mm -hmm. Those really old ones. And then the, the it's like from the 70s. And then the arms are like weird shapes and whatever. Mm -hmm. And they have like a gradient of really dark at the top to really light at the bottom. When she would run warm-ups, she would wear those sunglasses. <laughs> I'm like, this can't be comfortable for you. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's making it look effortless. Mm -hmm. She's washing everybody. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the the the, um, the people in track and field, they have impeccable style. They will always do the most. In cross country, everybody looks run ragged. We look like we're about to like hold a knife to the next person's throat. During rehearsal is a different thing. Like we would fuck around during, but during a meet, because the whole I think and while I'm on the topic, I don't know how true this is. But the coach one time was explaining that you can demoralize another runner by how you run your own race. Hmm. So it's not only like a, a physical endurance sport, it's pretty much how well can you mind fuck the person. So say for instance, hmm. and this, this is what the coach used to teach us to do. If there were three of you on your team running at that exact event, or if it's a cross country, mm -hmm. make sure all of you who are in the same similar pace keep up with each other. You don't have to go... if it, if you know that this is a, a race that you're not going to make a personal record, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense for you to burn yourself out trying to do that. He would then say, as a team, you guys should strategize to make sure that even if your time isn't the best time, you are the first one to cross the finish line. So if that meant that of the three of you, one of you could run faster, he'd say no. All three of you run in the same vicinity. That way it'll make it so much more difficult than anybody who's trying to pass you to pass you. Mm. And if they try a few times to pass you and you guys just keep that formation, by the third or fourth time they try to pass you, their mind already breaks down and they're not going to try the fifth time. Mm. 
So you automatically have just won against that person. And imagine how many other people would try that. It works. It works like a charm. Huh. They would literally teach you how to fuck people in the race. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, we had kids who were just fast for the sake of being fast. And they need to do mind tricks to win. But we were like track champions nine years running champions mm. and i don't think it's because we were the only pe- we had the f- of course i think we also had the <laughs> fastest but we had really good coaches i won't lie i mm. think some of the best coaching i've seen has been in that school anyway anyway <laughs> why did i get on that tangent that was a very stupid tangent oh, <laughs> oh yeah i also had a quite the weekendy weekend i actually had more than one <laughs> social plan <laughs> I went to a went to a Nationals baseball game. It was like through my company. My company paid for the tickets, and we had free food and drinks for like two hours beforehand. Oh, of so course. I love that. I'm on board for that. And all my my like coworkers were like, "No, we're not going." Like, I hate baseball. I was like, "I'm not there for the baseball." Yeah, what? exactly. Who goes to a baseball game for the baseball? Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Just here to like get free drinks and sit in the sun and like shout. Never in my life have I been like, I want to go. I don't even want to watch baseball games on TV, much less watch them like in person from in far person. away. No, I just want to I want to be outdoors. I want to drink. I want to have a reason to like shout when everyone around me is shouting. And then I want to leave in the seventh <laughs> inning. Like I don't even know what the seventh inning is, but like I know that's probably not at the end of the game. No, <laughs> <laughs> two thirds to three quarters of the way through. Like that's good enough. That's plenty. Anyway, how was the baseball game, though? It was fun. It was fun. The Nationals actually won. Good job. Shout out to the Nationals. Washington Nationals. I have no idea how they're... Oh, apparently they're not doing so hot this year. I told my dad just to be like, look, you like baseball. Here's baseball. Apparently they just... Like the trade deadline for baseball just passed and they traded away like all of their good players. (laughs) They're like, they just apparently like basically threw in the towel on the air and traded away all their players. Oh, why would they do that? Uh, apparently they get like not a baseball expert here. I think they get like draft picks and more like flexibility to build the team up next year. Oh, if they let go of the ones who are on. Oh, it's like yeah. shedding overhead. Yeah. So I think it was like oh. a decision like we're definitely not going to win this year. So we may as well get some capital to be better next year. <laughs> <laughs> by trading them I to see. other teams yeah so but this is the other thing i was going to say right if you own a sports team are you focused on how likable your players are so they can bring revenue to your games or are you concerned with the actual sportsmanship to make sure that your athletes are the best because mm-hmm. if so you would do exactly this you'd be shedding athletes that maybe are popular and well-liked but maybe they're getting older, they're not as quick as they used to be, so you're going to wait for like the new season of draft picks so you can see who you can get. The whole thing is just weird to me. The whole sports industry, I think, is very... It's like legal human trading. I don't... It's, it's weird to me. Yeah. It's weird to me. Anyway, anyway yeah. <laughs> Shout out to them for trading, and hopefully they next year get some new players in the draft picks that are going to be great, and yeah, rooting I mean, for them. Sure. I Yeah. I guess I'm never going to follow up on it. I'm going to forget about the Washington Nationals in three days. But (laughs) we also had friends over for a very extra, extremely extra (laughs) dinner party. I say dinner party. It was us and like me and my husband and two other people. It did not need to be this extra, but it was. It must be. 
I, I think this is a requirement. Yes. I think it's very important that this be very extra. How is it extra, though? Well, my husband, so listen to episodes ago where my husband was a guest on our cooking episode. He loves to cook, loves to cook. And we were having these people over and I walked over to him a few days beforehand and he was sitting around like staring off into the distance with a cocktail in his hand and he goes, I think I'm going to do a tour of Europe for the dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) That is extra. (laughs) What did I tell you? Tour of Europe. It was a three-course tour of Europe with cocktail pairings for every course. (laughs) All homemade. It was a potato leek soup with a bell pepper vinaigrette from France paired with a French 75. Um, for the first course. The second course was um, gambas al ajillo, which is garlic shrimp with homemade sourdough bread uh, from Spain paired with a Spanish vermouth. <laughs> and the third course was short rib ragu with homemade pasta from Italy and Italian red wine. <laughs> when I tell you this is the most pretentious shit I've ever heard and I love it. it I love great. it. It's the commitment that really gets me like i feel like if you're gonna be extra you have to just go there and my husband all the way god bless him he went there and i it was delicious <laughs> it was delicious it was great oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't have to do any i had to clean up from that which was a task i think he used every pot and pan we own but it was worth it it was oh. delicious <laughs> i love this so much i love this so much wow we got well we moved here and we have like space to entertain like not a ton of space but we were like this is great we live in a city we have friends around we're going to entertain and then the pancreatitis just (laughs) the panoramic hit the panasonic came (laughs) so so he's been like holding in this desire to entertain people for more than a year more grease to his elbows as they say (laughs) because i'm living for this all right what have i been up to okay for those of you who listened to the last episode you will know that i predicted that i would be wait for it going through it. I predicted this. I said I was going to show up on this week's episode and proclaim that I'm going through it. And guess what? I was right. I am going through it. (laughs) As predicted like clockwork, I exactly am going through it. So I really haven't done anything. I've seen half of a movie. It's called, (laughs) it's actually an animated movie. It's called The Long Halloween Part 2. And it's one of those DC Universe movies, the animated movies of Batman. Hmm. And I happen to enjoy those. I feel like the DC Universe, their animated movies are slept on. Because some of them are really good. I watch a lot of those when I have nothing better to do. And even though I did have better things to do, (laughs) I decided I was going to take the time and do this. And I could not watch it on 2x speed. So I had to watch it at regular speed, which annoys the fuck out of me. (laughs) But anyway, I had to watch it at 1x speed and I actually didn't finish it. But I did enjoy the parts that I watched. Good measure of how going through it you are. <laughs> you manage to consume half of a movie each week. Yeah, all the like comic book and superhero movies are so difficult with like the whole universe. Like like the Marvel movies, sometimes I feel like you have to have seen all of the Marvel movies to understand any one Marvel movie. Right. They're getting better though. I feel like mm. older ones of those movies were like that. But now yeah, because the Marvel true. movies have become such a blockbuster, they have to be able to make each movie, even if it's not standalone, they have to put ways to like give you a recap of. Right. Like say, for instance, Spider-Man's Going Home or whatever it was. Um, or 
holiday from home because it doesn't matter when we were like they were in europe and they were in the eiffel tower anyway i think around then either that one or the one after it spoiler alert i have to talk about the end game movie Ugh. anyway spoiler alert if you haven't seen all of the marvel movies that are out now this is going to be a huge spoiler because this is like a huge plot point I'm about to give away so i give you like four different warnings don't be out here on twitter saying how i spoiled it for you fuck you anyway so tony stark iron man dies I think an end game. Mm-hmm. And I think you know this because you must have seen it. Yeah. And the Spider-Man movie they did after that, they had to, for things to make sense, they had to acknowledge that, oh, Spider-Man attended the funeral of Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if they didn't put that in the movie, that movie wouldn't make sense to people who hadn't seen the other one. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, the Marvel Universe has been pretty good about like putting short recaps so they can move on with their storyline. But yeah, no, those storylines are so... Cr- did you see... Okay, while we're on this topic... <laughs> I didn't even realize how much of a fan I am about superhero animated movies. And I am, I, I guess. I enjoy them. I don't go out of my way to be like, oh my God, I'm itching for the next one. But every time I see one on the thing, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to play this. I'm going to see what happens. Yeah, so I usually play it. The Into the Spider-Verse movie that came out, it might have been three or four years ago. Did you see that? I did. That is such a good movie. It was so good. It was so good. That movie is excellent. Sorry, yeah. I am not a big fan of animated superhero movies. I'm not a big fan of animated movies or superhero movies, but Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is an excellent movie. Highly recommend. I feel like some of the DC animated movies can like get to 90% of that kind of storytelling. Really? Some of them are really good. Some of them are also trash. Some of them are (laughs) rank. Completely rank. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing... Aging. This episode can, like you said earlier, it can go one of two ways. It can be hilarious or it could be dark. We're about to find out. We are about to find out. <laughs> Come along for the ride. The funny thing about aging is that you don't recognize it in yourself. It's so much easier to notice it on someone else. Mm-hmm. And then when you get shocked into realizing your own aging, you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. It's like, I feel like I haven't aged at all. I don't notice it. I don't notice it. And then something happens and it's like a freight train. It's like, oh, God. Oh, my God. I'll, like, see an old picture of myself. I'm like, oh, my Lord. I look so... Like, I don't feel like I look different. Like, when I look at my face in a mirror, I don't really feel like I look that different. But then I see a picture of myself, like, 10 years ago. And then look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, oh, my God. I look... I look very different you can get accused of catfishing first of all we are old enough to be accused of using older photos of ourselves to catfish but i'm just saying like we have lived long enough to look significantly different over time when i look at photos of us from college i'm like first of all you still look the same mostly to me i don't understand how that's worked but i look at my own photos and i'm like nobody would believe this is me nobody nobody would believe that's me it's it's wild and people who haven't seen me for since college oh. if i run into them on the street and i introduce myself they'd be like absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> anyway speaking of what recent signs have you noticed that let you know you are in fact aging you know what i'll go first i will go first <laughs> my parents are now the age that my grandparents were when i was born oh, no. that shit gets me shook Shook. Very shook. It means I'm roughly, actually, I'm over halfway point to being a grandparent. Oh no, when you put it like that, it's so much worse. Yes. That math, that's how that math checks Don't out. Say- Let me just show you how my mind has reasoned that math. It means that I'm closer to being a grandparent than I am to being a child. Oh yes. 
<laughs> you don't think of your parents as aging. You don't. Like, these are the people you've known them your whole life. But then I go, like you just mentioned, if I look at a photo of us, she and I, from back when, and I'm like, oh, I see the difference. Mm-hmm. I look different. She looks different. Right. So, like... I'm also now almost the age that my mom was when she had me. So, like, forget being a grandparent. I'm, I'm not even... I'm not... Like, the thought of me being the age of a parent is still weird to me. When I was younger, I was like... God, <laughs> this is <laughs> go to last week's episode to dig into this a little more. But I was like, you know, I want to be focused on my career. I want to have a great career. So I don't want to have kids super young. <laughs> but when my mom had me sounds perfect, like early, early 30s, like that's when I'm going to have kids. And I'm now closing in on early 30s. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, what? <laughs> I'm supposed to have the one life experience and two savings to have a child right now like <laughs> right it's it's wild the numbers don't make any kind of sense my brain does not register that the year 2000 oh my God. was 20 years ago no, at no. least 20 years ago and the year 1970 was 50 years ago oh my, God. my brain still registers 1970 as 30 years ago It does not matter what context. My brain does not register that that was 50 years ago. My brain just wouldn't register. (laughs) My brain stopped at the new millennium. Exactly. (laughs) That's like the the radio stations when we were younger. It it was the hits. I don't know if they did near YouTube, but it was like playing the hits of the 80s, 90s, and today. Like, that's what it is in my mind. There's the 80s, 90s, and today. Except today is 21 years. And even when stuff like that happens... I'm like, music that came out in the 90s, that's not oldies. 80s is like pushing it. 70s, okay, I'll give you that. My dear, music that came out in the 2010s, oldies. <laughs> oldies. You know what happened two days ago? I was taking a really long, hot, luxurious shower. I was in the shower and I decided to like play the whole Lady Gaga, the Fame album. Or was it the Fame Monster? There were so many bangers on that album, by the way. Mm -hmm. There are so many bangers on that album. I was listening to that album and I started to realize that I used to know word for word everything, every single word, every lyric in that album. Now, I was struggling to remember. I was like, Mm. it's been so long that my brain no longer registers what the next lyric is. I'm like, wow, that's one. And two, like, I look at that. Somebody would play that album as oldies right now. No. And they would be right to play it as oldies. Like, technically, it's over 10 years. Yeah, so Lady Gaga's, let's put it in perspective. I think Bad Romance came out in 2009, over a decade ago. But Bad Romance came out in 2009. And that was a smash hit. We can officially, as of today, play Bad Romance as an oldie. No, I don't accept it. There's a TikToker, and I wish I remembered the person to shout them out or the specifics, but I erased them from my mind because they were too painful. (laughs) But he basically does these, like, perspectives to show how old songs sound to people today by comparing them to how old songs would sound, like, to us when we were kids. So, like, one thing he did was, you know the song 1985? It's like Bowling for Soup. It's like, Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, way before Nirvana, there were you two and Bonnet, 19, 19, 1985. But the song is, like, reminiscent. It's about, like, a mom who's like, oh, like, best time of my life was 1985. And he, like, compared. So, like, that song came out 2004. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so it was, like, 19 years beforehand. 
So he was like, if they were writing that song today about something 19 years beforehand, the song would be called 2002. (laughs) It's the equivalent of someone writing a song today about being like, oh, 2002, reminiscing on how that was the peak of my life. I was like, that's not, that's not all right. It's not okay. (laughs) But we're going to make it anyway. That's funny because those are also lyrics. Yeah. (laughs) To a song that came out in 1998. No. (laughs) Oh, God, I don't Yeah, It's Not Right, But It's Okay. Alexa, when was It's Not Right, But It's Okay by Whitney Houston released? It's Not Right, But It's Okay by Whitney Houston was released on February 22nd, 1999. Oh, I was one year off. 1999. Like, that song is... 22? 22, right. 22 years old. That song, if it were a person, would be graduating college this year. I don't know how you remember all these years. One thing I've noticed as I age is, like, it takes me so long to remember, like, place things in time and remember when things happen. Even in my own life, I'll be like, oh, well, that was the summer of uh, 2017. No, was the summer of 2017, was it 16? Or, like, was that this Christmas? No, we spent that Christmas with your family. Like, it takes me so long. Like, they're all just, like, (laughs) blurred together now. Yeah. You're right about that, because... In my personal life, the dates and if I tried hard enough, I can remember. I'm a pop culture junkie. I'll say that. <laughs> well, apparently I'm getting too old to continue to be a pop culture junkie, apparently. Because there's <laughs> just there are whole social circles that I'm not allowed into for me to even chronicle pop culture because I'm too old to be let into those social circles. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> so I can't even claim I'm a pop culture junkie because what's popular, I'm not even there to witness it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so growing up, like, if a new piece of range came out that was a smash hit, my brain would register what it is. And I would remember, like, the feeling I got from, say, for instance, the first time I heard Whitney Houston's Not It's Not Right, But It's Okay, I think the year before that, was she had My Love Is Your Love. Mm-hmm. Your love is my love and my love is your love. Mm-hmm. It was taking it dirty to break us, yet the chains of Amistad couldn't hold us. That song... I remember where I was because that song, I heard it for the first time when I was going to boarding house for the first time. I was six. Mm. And that song used to play on the Matron's radio around. I think the DJ around that time really liked that song. So that song would play around like maybe 10 p.m., getting close to the lights out to go to sleep. And everybody would hear that song because it'd be on the radio. Yeah, and so I just, I know exactly where I was in my life at that point. So I will always, hopefully, always remember when that came out. And if somebody says even something that happened, like Beyonce's album, the self-titled one, 2013, I remember exactly where I was. I was in, you know that room we used to go up to to try to finish our, like, I don't know if it was like the biolab reserve room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's exactly okay. where I was. And I was writing... I think one of my final projects, like it was like a paper or something for like a professional development class. I don't even remember what it was. It was something so stupid. And I remember it and I was like, I'm going to, because Beyonce dropped that album suddenly, no press, nothing. Yeah. And when I caught wind of it, because I'm a huge Beyonce fan. Well, I was an even bigger Beyonce fan, I suppose. Now I'm not so much. But like back then, Jesus Christ, you couldn't tell me anything. (laughs) That album came out. And I was writing, it was like close to midnight or something. It probably was past midnight because usually albums drop past midnight. And I saw it on my feed of whatever I was checking. And I was like, this is not a joke. Beyonce actually released a full album, visual album. I was like, I'm not finishing this project. 
I started composing an email to the professor. I was like, I'm sorry, you're not going to get this project for me tomorrow that it's due. Can you give me like an extra day? Because as soon as that album came out, I listened to it. I learned at least the first five songs. I knew the choreography and the video for like half of the others. I had I had listened to that album at least twice within like an hour of getting it. <laughs> the full album. So like stuff like that I will always remember because I know like how well it affected me or how very particular reaction I had to it at the time. So yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah. Whitney Houston's it's not right, but it's okay. I have a story for that too. But like I, I know the dates for these things. But in my personal life, dates. I actually remember when that album the Beyonce album came out as well because you I want to say texted me but it was probably a snapchat because it was 2013 but you alerted me somehow that it had happened and it was definitely finals time because I was supposed to be writing an essay for some class I was like I can picture my bedroom in Pittsburgh and instead I sat there and watched the Beyonce album yes (laughs) I was in that room I didn't even have enough time to leave and go home I was just sitting there on my computer I was like this paper that's not getting done let's minimize that tab because <laughs> i used to i think i had apple apple music not apple it used to itunes itunes mm-hmm. i had itunes and i was on there and i was like we're watching this i i bought it instantly the full album yeah. when i started watching <laughs> it it was it was great honestly yep. i think thank you beyonce for giving us such a great memories yeah. You could have released an album any old kind of way, but like you made that special for us. So thank you. But yeah, no, there's definitely like anchor points in my memory like that where I remember things very distinctly and where I was and what age. But I don't know. I don't know if it's that I have more of those or maybe it's that I have less of them. Like knowing what age I was when things happened, I used to always know that. Now I don't even know. Like if you ask me my age today, I have to think about it because they were every birthday was such a big deal when I was younger, like especially through college, maybe even up to like age 24, 25. And after that, it's all been a blur. Like I've just been late 20s. And oh, soon yeah. will be yeah. early thirties. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, what you see, like, what what did you do to celebrate each birthday? Do you remember exactly what you did? I don't. Mm-mm. The one I do remember no. is the first surprise birthday I ever got was nineteen, mm. and we were in college. And I remember we had taken a final or some exam, and I was coming back, and a, a few of our mutual friends friends were being really sketchy, dodgy, <laughs> and I I didn't think anything of it because like I usually don't make a big deal about my birthday, and and of course they knew how much of an asshole that I am because <laughs> I guess I'm a creature of habit. Every time I left campus, usually like some people will leave campus and they'll like go stop at their friend's place on Beeler Street and go, but I never did that. Mm-hmm. If I were leaving campus, I was going straight to Webster. I was going home. So they actually didn't plan it in any of those my friends' apartments places. They planned it in my apartment with my roommates. <laughs> and I walk in. And this is, I love this so much. They didn't get me a cake. They went and ordered a mountain of Popeye's biscuits, <laughs> which is so hilarious because that's the kind of comedy I love. Everybody choke on this. But it was so funny. And then they stacked birthday candles on them. And we just had Popeye's. The the cake was a mountain of Popeye's biscuits. And of course, we had the Popeye's chicken. And we had some um, other stuff. Like, I think somebody had gone and made jello shots and stuff. So I just got home. And I didn't even get to take my clothes off or, like, take a shower or anything. It was just a party. 19, yay. And that was fun. That was fun. I remember that. But... Yep. You're right. What I did for my 20th and every other year since? Oh. 
get into habits. I feel like it's hard to reinvent the birthday every year. So, and actually my birthday's 10 days after Valentine's Day. So at some point my husband and I started for one of them, either my birthday or Valentine's Day, for one of them, we would go out to a nice dinner. For the other one, he would cook a nice dinner. So over the years, completely lost track of, I remember the dinners actually, like I remember the things themselves, but could I place whether it was Valentine's or my birthday? And can I place what year it was? Absolutely not. No idea. Um, I don't know. Maybe I think you're right that it is that you have more of them. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have as many of those. Mm. I don't. There's nothing I do ritualistic every year on the year. Mm. Like so much that I would remember. I would start to lose track of. Everything I do is a one-off. Mm. So <laughs> <laughs> an original, <laughs> a maverick. <laughs> I don't repeat myself. No, it's a. Uh, <laughs> So you're right that the fact is you forget when it's a function of something that you do repetitively over time. So you don't know which time it is or when that you did it. Anyway, God, I beat that dead horse. (laughs) Moving on. Also, speaking of me realizing my age is almost everybody I know from college is married. Yep. What the fuck? I'm married and that's still, I'm not over that for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly... Thinking of myself as a married person is still weird. That feels like it should, like I'm not old enough for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've been married for almost four years now. (laughs) Yeah, oh my God. The thing is, when I was a kid, like getting married meant like, oh, you had reached peak adulthood. Like Mm -hmm. you are in it, in it now. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) And now like everybody I know is married, Mm -hmm. married. And I'm like, uh, everything we do now is in pairs almost like so many of our friends now are just in pairs. Like anything we do, it's like A and B, like C and D, like you always refer to that. I show like, up with my raggedy ass is A and A, and a, a. asterisk, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But yes, oh, it's essentially everybody's A and B. It's, it's no. Mm. Yeah. Now more than ever, it's function over form. Mm. I do not do things. Unless it fits my comfort. Mm-hmm. It's not necessary. Like, and it occurs in everything. Like, I would pay more money to get something that's... What am I trying to say? I wouldn't buy a leather pair of shoes for $200. I will buy a solid Nike pair of sneakers for $200. Mm. I would spend my money that way now. Yeah. When I was younger, sneakers... Me? Sneakers? No. <laughs> if if it wasn't some form of very well-crafted leather, I wasn't going to wear it. Yeah. I was going to do the absolute most <laughs> under any circumstances. Like, And I used to get those umbrellas, those bamboo umbrellas, the all-black ones, the 60-inch 60, um, 60 one, the, mm. umbre- the dome umbrellas. Yeah. Because they looked sickening. Mm-hmm. But those shits were very impractical. They were very heavy. And they were not automatic open and closed. They were open slowly. So you'd have to open it. And in Pittsburgh, where the wind blows any which way, rips umbrellas to pieces, you're not having a, like, it's you step out and you don't have an automatic umbrella and you want to start fighting with the umbrella to get it to stand <laughs> up right. Uh-uh. It, it was so impractical. Yeah. But I would always spend my money like that. Now, I'm not trying that shit. If that umbrella is not at least 40 inches, does not automatically open and close i'm not buying it don't care how nice it looks i don't care the i lived at least more than half a mile from campus trying to get to campus looking like you are doing the most painful yeah 
<laughs> my toes would be like raw by the time I got to campus because I was wearing these swordfish nose shoe and like my they had there was no room for my toes. I was suffering and I walked <laughs> the entire distance. I'd wear this shirt that was made of like 0.0005 millimeter fabric and it would be 19 degrees outside. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> It'd be 19 Fahrenheit outside yeah. and I'm wearing nothing because I want to look like I tried. Yeah. Now I catch a whiff, a whiff of 60 degrees. My coat is coming out. <laughs> my coat is coming. The entire winter wardrobe. Anyway, yep. a, for, a function of reform these days. I don't I don't mess with that. Yeah, I'm the same way now. Like the amount of rough that I'm willing to look in public now is astounding. I will go out looking like <laughs> there is nothing in that I own that I will not just walk out wearing. I don't care if it matches. Yes. I don't care if it's technically slippers. I don't care if you can see my nipples. I don't care. I don't care if I don't want to put on anything to go all the way like three blocks to the CVS. I'm going to the CVS. I'm not brushing my hair. I don't care. If I want to look good, I can, but I don't. I just want to go to the CVS. Yes. <laughs> and that's the, this is what aging does to you. Yeah. Anyway. Although you know what's going to really fuck me up completely selfishly, because this is going to be way worse than them, but selfishly, it's going to really make me feel my age when a couple I know gets divorced. <laughs> I was hoping you weren't going there with that. Are you <laughs> Of course I'm going there. <laughs> I'm a child of divorce. Of course that's where my mind went. That's fucking hilarious. Just statistically, it's going to happen. <laughs> like We're going to soon get to the age where the people we know are on their second marriages. <laughs> I would like to get invited to everybody's divorce party. Even if they're on opposite sides of that divorce. Oh my god, oh, that would be a fun time. Divorce party. I mean, I don't want to come to your wedding. Don't don't invite me to that. The divorce party, however, my dear, we're turning up. <laughs> Younger people are reminding us that our behaviors and preferences are outdated. This one, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. I am ready to fight because my cousin, who is a Gen Z, I was I was at a party and she was there. Mm-hmm. And she saw my, because I have my nails painted, mm-hmm. and they're painted this, like, dark, shiny red, like, yeah. r- like really dark, shiny red. And this girl had the audacity to step to me, grab my hand, and say, oh, you have the old auntie red nail polish. <gasps> oh. I was like, excuse <laughs> me? Old auntie. Old auntie? These nails? <laughs> old auntie? No. How fucking dare you? And <laughs> That took me, I was like, wait a minute, she's actually right. She is actually right. This is old auntie energy. Oh, no. If you you guys are not looking, I'm like pointing my my (laughs) nails to the camera. This is old auntie energy. This is old auntie energy. And I get it. I look at my hands now every time she said that, and I have to get rid of this color now. No. Because like I look at my hand and I just remember, oh my god, this is really this really is old auntie <laughs> nail paint. <laughs> That's why I don't know how to feel because like, oh, one, I didn't think about that. I saw the color of your nails before, so I didn't really know where that was going. So I was like, oh, oh my god, I didn't realize that was old auntie. Now that you say it, I see it, but I still like it. So what does it say? Like I, I like the old auntie nail polish color. <laughs> 
it's so good it's so good i mean i don't understand why and she like she she was making the case of you know this is what the kids are wearing and they're wearing like pastel flat nail polish it's not shiny which is the whole allure of nail polish it's matte <laughs> it's flat and then it's not even like a like you know the, the, the how they had royal blues the royal purples those very rich dense colors that ha it's none of that it's literally the the plasticiest lightest pastels and i'm like they don't look good as nail paint but that's what that's what the kids are wearing so if you show up wearing oh. this they, they know your age they they know you you're way past expiration date <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. i don't like being able to be clocked like that uh yeah i'm still i believe it was a uh, episode 13 that your cousin who i think is the same cousin that clocked you for your nail polish informed her me. younger sister her younger sister oh clocked my nails Oh, episode, I think it was episode 13 of the podcast. This is episode 32, and I am still reeling, reeling. I didn't realize, and she informed me, that the side part is out of style and gives away your age, and the middle part is in now. And it just, it sent me for a loop. I remember this. 19 episodes later, I'm still, I'm still recovering. <laughs> but I also, like... You're still in the loop. It's still... <laughs> 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 I'm still, I'm still spinning. But I tried to. I genuinely tried to part my hair down the middle. I tried it a few times, and I just don't like it as much. It just, no. I like, I, I felt fake trying to do it. I was like, I like the side part. I feel like I have more volume, and so I just had to like get over myself and be like, you know what? I'm gonna wear my hair in the style I like. It's out of date, out of style. But I like it, so I'm going to wear it like that. And that's that. that on that. <laughs> and that is that on that. See, when I tell you, you, you just have to, you know, march to the beat of your own drum. Because mm -hmm. these kids, they will come for you and just tell you exactly that you are old. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was trying not to admit it, but now that you've outed me, and? <laughs> I think I've said this before on the podcast, actually. The older I get, the more I realize that a hundred years ago was not that long ago. Mm. When we were kids, we'd be like a hundred years ago, that was a, ugh, God, that was so long ago. And I'm like, no, now that I think about it, a hundred years ago was not that long ago. It was not that long ago. And the older you get, the faster time seems to speed up. Yeah. So the amount of time that's registered in my head from for me to get to say from zero to 30 years old, mm -hmm. that amount of time won't register the same as from getting from 30 to 60 it'll feel like the time between 30 and 60 is shorter than the time from zero to 30. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. So like, I only know that time will even seem even faster going and shorter for me. So that's why I'm like, 100 years ago was not that long ago. We still refer to the 20s as the 1920s. Like we have reason to refer to the 1920s all the time and we just call it the 20s. It's like the roaring 20s. And most people could tell you things about like, style of the 20s and what was going on then and now it's the it's the 2020s the screaming 20s the scream i've been screaming <laughs> have you seen that meme no i haven't <laughs> seen the, the screaming 20s. 20s i happen to have gotten a jump start on these screaming oh. 20s i started in 2016 Actually, you know what? I started in 2013. I started screaming a whole seven years early. And oh now the volume is higher. The screaming 20s. But we have, like, speaking of that, we have actually lived long enough now that 
things that we wore when we were younger went out of style and have now come back into style. Come back in style. Oh my God. God. You know, a theory that I have, I feel like people who have a very distinct style in their, I don't know, 20s and they keep that for the rest of their life, it's probably because they've seen that style go and come back. And they're so comfortable with it in that moment. And they're like, I'm just going to stick with this because it will come back. <laughs> I think that's that's what most of it is. You're just like, yeah. oh, I'm sure about this style. I've seen it before. It, it has come back. So this will sustain. I hate when people refer to it as this. But being born in the 1900s. Oh, fuck. I hate, hate. You were born in the... Oh, wow. We are technically oh born God. in the 1900s. Like when we're old, like our grandparents are... Or, when like when we're a grandparent old age, kids are gonna be like, "Oh my god, they were born like in the nineteen something! Like how ancient!" Exactly. <laughs> you know the thing I saw. There is a TikTok about this. This lady who's a school teacher was saying how one of her kids ran up to her. She's like in her twenties. She's probably younger than we are. And she was saying how I was born in nineteen whatever whatever whatever. And the kid looked at her. She's a black lady, and he goes, "Were you a slave?" He thought 19 whatever sounded, which by the way, for the record, for the record, the 1990s was not that long from slavery times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you just look at it, like the Emancipation Proclamation. 1860? It was 1860 something. 1863? 100 years. 1963 mm-hmm. and we rem- we know what the 1960s looked like it's not like lost in some crypt somewhere and we don't know how to decipher it mm-hmm. we see photos of people from the 1960s and there are also photos of people from 1863 yeah so us being born in the 1900s so like i knew of people born after 2000 and it wasn't a big deal to me when they were children but the first time i worked with someone had a co-worker that was born in 2000 when i tell you I lost it. I couldn't. That was a defining moment of my life. I was like, it's it's over. (laughs) This is the end. You have lived more than one generation after you've entered the workforce. That the people after you have met you in said workforce. I know. Oh, Like, just to imagine someone coming into the job all new and me being like a seasoned co-worker. (laughs) It's been here a while. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. My body, in case I want to forget that I'm aging, my body lets me Won't know. Let you. <laughs> my knees, <laughs> my knees let me know. They will not let me forget that I'm getting older. Everything hurt. Like things just hurt. Which, like, when I was younger, it was like, oh my god, like, this won't stop hurting. That's alarming. And now it's like, no, that's just it's just my knees. That's just how they are. I used them, so now they hurt. <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't even phase me anymore. You know what's dangerous about? Well, it's not really dangerous, but, like, sometimes some something will just start hurting out of nowhere. Like, really hurting. And you're not sure if it's actually hurting because something bad is happening, or if this is your body just falling apart as regularly scheduled yeah you you just don't know there's no (laughs) way to know if you assume this is just a regular thing that's catching fire you may ignore it and then eventually like two weeks later you're like oh that really was a problem because like in your head you're just like yeah my body's falling apart anyway i don't know what's gonna go next but this seems like about right (laughs) meanwhile you're actually dying although i feel like that's gonna I feel like that's going to circle back around as I, like, once we're older, older. God forbid, once people start 
like, looking at us like, oh, well, you're older, so you should be watching your health. Like, you're at risk for such and such because you're older. Oh, my God. We're I not there about yet. That. But <sighs> we're, we're on, the, on the fast train <laughs> headed there. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to be the person who they're like, you know how like your grandparents like got up and they heard a song and they were really bopping. You'd, you'd be really nervous for them. Like, oh, can't step on stage and then move too fast. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're like, don't hurt yourself. If we become those people, WAP comes up on the radio. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you automatically just get up and start twerking and your children and grandchildren are like, oh, no, 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 don't, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Like we've told you several times, stay put. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> you don't remember when Cardi B dropped this banger. We were all out in the streets doing it. And my parents are grandparents now. So it's like very weird to hear my sister's kids call like refer to my parents as my dad is pops my stepmom is nana uh nana c <laughs> and my mom is mama <laughs> and, and i can't do I, that. I, I can't. that's my mom that's not mama <laughs> no exactly. don't call her that <laughs> oh, i just i can't i can't imagine how my grandma felt or my grandma's felt mm-hmm. when like all of a sudden this little shit is calling you grandma <laughs> i'd be like who who you you talking to you raggedy bitch? <laughs> Your grandchildren be like, no, you called me Illumide. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not Grandpa Illumide. Nonsense. Just Illumide. Or when I was teaching college kids, and they would call me like Miss Cutting or Miss Ellis, or God forbid, Ma'am. Some Ew. of them would call me Ma'am. 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 <laughs> no, no. I did not like that. But like, at what at what age is anybody okay with being called ma'am? I, never. Don't ever call me ma'am. I don't care if I'm on my deathbed. Because <laughs> like, I remember the times when we wanted to look older, like as a teenager, yes. and like like we didn't want to look like kids, and we wanted to like we wanted to be older. We wanted to be twenty one and get into bars and and be mature enough and da da da. And now. I don't, I don't know when the point was, but now it's like, you look so young. I could have had you fooled, huh? <laughs> I have a china cabinet. Oh. Speaking of grandma things, we have a... You're old. I know. Every time I look at a that china, china cabinet, cabinet, I like... It's a hand-me-down from my husband's grandmother. Our, our whole dining set is, so we didn't... I can claim some that, like, I didn't go out and buy a china cabinet, but I did accept a china cabinet into my home. <laughs> And I did put China on my wedding registry and I did display the China in the China cabinet. So like I have a, I have a China, like I can't get away from that fact. Like I have a China cabinet and like I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm a person with a China cabinet. <laughs> but the fact that you can even appreciate a China cabinet is saying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm sure these kids don't know a thing about China cabinet. Yeah. No. Like the granddad clock, for instance. That's like a, a, a joke now. Mm-hmm. But I actually remember when people used to have those clocks in their homes. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. I used to go to people's houses who were much older. And like you would go to their homes. And their homes used to look so... People who were older, their homes just looked very outdated. Mm-hmm. You're just like, this is the decor you went with? <laughs> As a kid, I remember like going to an older person's home and you're just like... All right, their home is gonna smell like I don't know, uh, and those mothball thingies, mm-hmm. or it's gonna smell like um, 
you know the typical old people home smell. Like I, I hate to say it that way, but like we we know older people who used to, who smell like that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm so terrified that whatever my home smells like to a young person who comes in, they're like, yeah, that's about the smell of somebody who's your age. Mm. <laughs> yeah, part of me wants to like make a younger friend who can tell me these things and part of me wants to remain ignorant (laughs) (laughs) celebrities get me like celebrities aging like i mean i don't think he was young young at the time but i remember brad pitt being like people's hottest person of the year and now i look at brad pitt i'm like brad pitt's old (laughs) all the kids who were in the harry potter movies are in their 30s now i there was one meme i saw that really really got me Um, Because I'm pretty sure I did this well past when it was cool to do so. (laughs) It said, does Gen Z know that we used to upload an entire album of photos to Facebook after a night out? (laughs) They'd be so mortified for us. Oh my god. (laughs) Do you remember we used to (sighs) We used to do that. We used to do that. Oh my god. Which is an interesting thing in terms of looking (sighs) at how we've aged. I feel like... We're one of the first generations that have that huge volume of photos of us. Yeah. Like starting starting at a very young age and also so accessible. Like we don't have to go back into like a photo album. Like it pops up on our phone like 10 years ago today. Like You just blew my mind. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> like I have that I haven't thought about. I'm just like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? This, this one I love about changes to our culture that have happened in our lifetime is like is like clothing and physical expression and like body expression not being so strictly gendered. And I mean, this is still this is still changing. Like there are still significant portions of people and parts of the world that this is not there yet. But I feel like I do see a lot more people. (laughs) I saw a meme the other day. It was like, (laughs) you ever see a person that's like, are they Gen Z or are they gay? Or is all of Gen Z gay? (laughs) You cannot tell. You cannot tell. tell. Which I, I love. I hate to give myself credit, but I'm going to take credit right now. Because some of us crawled so these people today can walk. Mm-hmm. Because I remember back in college and even high school that some of us pushed the boundaries of clothing. And now these kids out here have the audacity to tell me that I don't I don't understand them. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> this expression that you are having, I helped make it more commonplace. Mm-hmm. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't I don't understand you. What? What does that even mean? It's like your cousin like reaction to your nails was not like, "Oh my god, you're a man wearing nail polish." She just clocked you cuz it was an old right. lady color. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why America as a society puts so much emphasis on youth. The Western culture in general, not just America, because almost all fashion is targeted to the youth. Mm. Um, TV programming targeted to the youth. All the industries pretty much face towards the youth. And very few, very few fields don't face towards the youth, like morgues and mortuaries and uh, funeral homes. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, I think I I mentioned this on the podcast before. I got a- an advertisement to like invest in a funeral home to take care of me when I go. <laughs> I was like, you're advertising that? 
to me to me at this age why <laughs> why yeah i don't know i don't have a good answer for this question it's definitely true and it's just it's sort of youth is considered synonymous with beauty and with health but beauty why? especially it really is and it's it's odd my uh this woman is an icon rest in peace to my husband's aunt annie he was actually her like great aunt once removed, but it, the whole family called her Aunt Annie. Aunt Annie passed away a few years ago at the age of 95. And talk about aging gracefully. I mean, she was in her 90s, so she looked like an old woman. But she went out for Mother's Day at the age of like 92, 93. And she walks out of the house in heels. And John's mom goes, Aunt Annie, what are you doing? Like, why are you wearing heels? And she goes, flats are ugly old lady shoes. <laughs> <laughs> she also, so she lived with her sister, Mary, who was like 10 years younger than her. So when Aunt Annie was in her 90s, Mary's in her 80s. And like, <laughs> they were going to dinner one time, and they're in the backseat of a car, and Aunt Annie starts to get out one side, and John's mom is trying to help her out of the car. And <laughs> she says, go help Mary, she's old. <laughs> <laughs> I love this woman. I love her. She was amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, so like, I hope to keep that kind of spirit as I age. I don't want to just resign myself to being like old, like old in spirit. Like. No, <laughs> I will fight to the nail till the very end. Mm -hmm. Like I will fight. I want to be that uncle that or even that I want to be that person where I will call you and ask what time the, cl uh, the clubs close. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I will be catching you in the streets. Yes. yes. What's the scariest part about aging? The one thing, losing the, you know, dementia or Alzheimer's, mm. just losing your mind, just being a hollow shell of a body. Yeah. That stuff it terrifies me. Man, that goes, just shut the whole thing down. Yeah. <laughs> Quinn, shut the whole thing down. Yeah, no, that's a very scary thought. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. That is like my biggest, the like the thing I fear, 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 fear. I can't. Nope, I'll join you on that. Uh, <laughs> I'll join you on that. I don't know if it's just sometimes with aging, it's just this sense of existential dread of like, just coming, like reminding you like one day you're going to die and like, could be tomorrow. Like who knows? Like you, but you're already like every, every day it gets more likely and more time is behind you instead of in front of you. And aging just like brings up thoughts about death, like my own. And also like, people that I love but like mm -hmm. in my mind my parents are still like my parents their parent aged so like the thought of them dying is like uh like I I'm, I can't I can't deal with that that shit I had that thought in the shower a few mornings ago and I was petrified mm -hmm. and like I was so in shock that the first thing I thought after I got out of the shower I was like I need to go learn how to plan a funeral oh I, like yeah that's i was oh. so sad i was like i don't even i can't yeah damn it man yeah this episode was both yeah we started off <laughs> laughing our asses off now we are in the gutter inside of it <laughs> we just dove head first deep inside swan dive into the gutter <laughs> All the way into the deepest, darkest, scariest oh. stuff. So that concludes our episode on aging. Thanks everyone for joining us for another episode. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, share our existential dread, <laughs> and let us know if you have any topics you want to hear us talk about in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
On next week's episode, we'll be talking about it's actually to be determined. You should show up. We'll be here. And we'll definitely let you know then. Until next time, peace. Peace.